Hey there, welcome into today's show. I am happy that you are here. 2020 has been a rough year, but if you have any love left in your heart, any piece of your soul still left, then what you should do is go to the Apple Podcasts app, leave a five-star rating. I I almost said review, so I said revating. Leave a five-star revating. That's a review and a rating together. And if you do that, you will become the greatest person to ever live. It's true. No one can deny this. Enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I am Taylor Thrill. Welcome into Forte Catholic. This is the show where we try to make a, a little bit of fun out of Catholicism. And I didn't specifically say make fun of Catholicism, but it's also not off the table. My, my, my co-host today is Jonathan Charles Blevins, which is, is a, a regal, if not silly name. Jonathan, how are you, sir? Well, regal, if not silly? What does that mean? You don't know what regal means? You can't even define salutations. Salutation, sure I can. It's it's a synonym of greetings. <laughs> <laughs> greetings and salutations. Hi, Jonathan Charles is a is a great professional name. Can you define Regal? Absolutely, uh, it's a place for you that are clo- they're closing down all the theaters actually. Absolutely, I knew you were going to go with the theaters because I knew you didn't know the actual definition. <laughs> regal, proper, fancy, beautiful sounding, kingly. Yeah, proper. Now define silly. <laughs> To find silly, your show. Amen. And we've just we, we've just encapsulated both you and I perfectly. Partly regal and partly silly. Jacked. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For those, uh, for the, for that matter, I was gonna say for those just listening and not watching, John just flexed. But I will continue and say also for those watching, John just flexed in case you couldn't see the muscles. Wow, that was deep. <laughs> Well, John, uh, now, I, I wasn't going to start here, but we're talking about you. We're talking about how regal you are and silly you are, mm-hmm. and whether you know things or don't know things. And you sent me a text message. This was a few weeks ago. This was I don't know. You'll, you'll remember when I bring it up. Uh-oh. But um, you've been very busy, so you and I haven't communicated much over the last few weeks because mm-hmm. I want to give you your space. It's like we're on a break, right? And... Uh, it's more I, than that. We, it's more than that. I, if you remember correctly, I sent you the lyrics to "We're Never Getting Back Together" by Taylor Swift. But continue. A break. <laughs> call it a break if it makes you feel better. <laughs> break is part of breakup. We're just not quite fully. I don't. I don't have closure yet, John. I I'll never leave. You. I'll never leave. You. <laughs> so we. Uh, I, you. You texted me. I think you were like, "Hey, you want to do a Pokemon raid or something?" And I was like, uh, uh, "I can't right now." And I sent you a picture, like I was on a boat. And nah. I said I'm on a boat, and then you were like, there's water in Texas. Uh-huh. And I have to ask you, and I want you to be 100% honest. Yeah. Was that sarcastic, or did you really believe there wasn't water in Texas? I'm actually surprised that you don't remember. I mean, I know you have a lot of guests. You've done a lot of podcasts. What are we up to now? 503 episodes? Uh, o- o- almost. 209. <laughs> <laughs> 209. I'm kidding. Obviously, I know we just had our 200th episode recently. Um, But, dude, a couple maybe it was a year ago, we had this whole conversation on the podcast about water in Texas. Do you you not remember this? I don't at all. And you were like, you're so dumb. And I I really like, when I think Texas, I don't think water. Obviously I know that it's on the ocean, 
Um, but like, I just don't. Gulf of Mexico, but ocean is forgiven. Same we thing. all say ocean too. Same yeah. thing. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, I don't picture water. So when someone says I'm on a boat there, I'm like, well, they're probably not like in the ocean. They're probably like in a lake. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were just going to stop there. When someone says they're on a boat, they're probably not. Yeah, they're probably just not. <laughs> like, we're all just liars. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but let's finish this story because then you send a picture that you're on a boat and it's the grossest looking water I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. With because, a horrible uh, view of like a giant cargo ship. Yeah. Well, what you didn't, here's, there is beauty even in the ugliness. Uh, and mm -hmm. if that's not uh, a setup for our show and talking about 2020, I don't know what it is. But what I sent you was a picture and there were dolphins in the picture. Did you not see the dolphins? Yeah. Poor dolphins breathing in all that toxic <laughs> waste. So th this will explain a lot. Uh, about myself to you, John. If you, if you if you don't already know this, that water is what I grew up on. Uh, it should explain a lot about my physical development. Isn't there my salt in it? That's horrible. You shouldn't drink that water. Oh yeah, there, there's. I, I didn't. I didn't say I grew up solely <laughs> drinking it, but that that entire area on the Gulf on the Gulf of Mexico is right next to all these chemical plants, and all they do is just dump their toxic waste into the water, and it is 100% brown and nasty. And I don't like going in it, but when I'm on a boat, I'm on top of it. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. There's just something about being on like a beautiful, you know, Lake, like Lake Michigan, or you could see down it a little bit, you know, and not feel horrible for the animals swimming through. Anyway, I hope you have yeah. a metal straw. <laughs> a metal straw. <laughs> <laughs> those are the worst. Well, what's worse is the, pl the, the paper straws. No, those it's, are, like, it's one of those yeah. things that like, I mean, I, I, I ended last week's show saying that I disagree with Pope Francis because he said that sweating in front of people in person is good. And I just disagree. Uh, I hate doing that. And I hate smelling other people's odors. Like he, he, he mentioned that if, if you didn't hear it, just go back. It's the first time I've ever disagreed with the Pope ever. But uh, he wrote another encyclical a while back about like the environment and saving the environment. And there are some things where it's just like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll recycle except for when they were removed recycling from my city. Like, what am I supposed to do then? Yeah. What are, they just took away recycling. In, in Ladato <laughs> C, he condemned, uh, maybe condemned is a harsh word, but he was talking some smack about air conditioning. I was like, okay, calm down. I, I would like, I would like Pope Francis to know it. I know that he, he, he's not an avid listener, but he's listened to a few episodes. Yeah. So, and, and, and just in case he hears this one, mm -hmm. uh, every time I record this show, I turn the air condition down from about 77 to about 72 and just crank it so that I'm not sweating in front of people like you mentioned in your yeah. last encyclical. <laughs> Every time I eat hot wings, I sweat in front of people. My wife hates it, but I accept this. Uh, well, I'm so proud of you. I ate hot wings about an hour ago and I just stopped sweating. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but, he, you know, he's all about, you know, saving the environment. And, thing. and there are certain things that I'll do. Sure. Like if there's recycling, I'll do it. If there's air conditioning, I'm going to use it. And I'm sorry. I, I don't think that'll come up in confession uh, using my air conditioning. But uh, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I use air conditioning. He's like, did you want to die? Like, I don't understand why you weren't using it. You know, he'd be yeah. very confused as well. Um, but uh, what was Oh, yeah. The, the straws. Like, there's nothing worse than drinking out of a paper straw. That is like, correct. Like, what I don't want with my Coca-Cola or my sweet tea mm -hmm. or my water is is paper in it. And uh, that's what happens all the time. You, you By the second sip of that straw, it's completely all in your drink and it's nasty. Yeah. And that's why it's all about these metal ones. I love them. I love them. You wash them. I have, like, 15. It comes in a pack. And honestly, bro, I drink a lot more water when I have it. It's just great. 
I'm not a straw person. I just I, See, just I don't take get a that. glass. I don't get that. And I put my lips on the cup. As a as a as a fellow bearded man, you, like don't you get annoyed when your mustache gets like some water on it and stuff and you know, and like the ice cube touches your teeth. Like that's why I love the straw cuz you you just you can slam the water. It, it's perfect. John, I have a few questions for you. A few follow-ups. Okay. Uh how old are you? 33. I'm the How year long of our have Lord. you been drinking water? Uh, about 33 years. Uh, probably more like 32 years. Uh, yeah, say like 32, maybe 30. Yeah, probably about yeah. 32 years. And you still don't know how to not let the ice touch your teeth? <laughs> no, it happens, bro. I hate it. And that's why I drink. That's why I use straws. And I use metal straws because I adore turtles. You're a child. <laughs> And it's, I get so mad because I offer, like, I'm very hospitable. We have people over all the time. And I'm just like, you want, what well, can I get you a drink? Like, I'll have a water. I'm like, great. You want some ice? No. Like, for, that's weird. Uh, you want a straw? No. I'm like, okay, well, clearly you don't know how to drink water. People are just wrong. Here's a hose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, ice with a, with a metal straw is the only way to drink water. And at least one person will agree with me and tweet that out. At, at least one person would agree with you that that is correct for everyone. Is that? Yes. What, I think that means you're wrong. Everything <laughs> I, I say is remember we, we talked wrong. about this. All of our opinions are actually correct, and if they're not, we change them to be correct. Well, here's the thing, John. My thing is that I'm always right, and you and I have different opinions on this currently. So I think it stands that I'm right. We must ask our great and wise Father Shrapa. <laughs> Great and wise are not the first mm. two words that I would use to describe that. Oh, man. wow. <laughs> okay. Would you like to talk about anything that we planned on talking about today? I, di I didn't know we were going to go on a straws diatribe today. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, uh, Amy Coney Barrett? <clears throat> <laughs> My thoughts are you texted me and I'm saying all you wanted to talk about was politics. And I said, absolutely not. How about Sam Rocha's <laughs> recent Twitter rant? Sam is <laughs> I would I would describe Sam with the same two words that I described Father Anthony Sharapa. Oh. Which are I I already I'm not going to say. It was it was I was alluded to earlier. It's going to stay alluded to. <laughs> I love it. No, yeah, we can Taylor, this is your show, man. You lead it. You lead it. But it's funny you did ask me what I want to talk about. I just sent him one text back politics and I knew <laughs> I knew he'd be like, "No." I was actually playing video games with Father Anthony the moment that you sent that to me. And I'm like, John knows me so well, and he just loves me so well. I do. I do know. <laughs> I, I do love you. I do. Uh, speaking of love, and, and I, I, I wasn't going to do this now, but I feel like I feel like we should get into it. Um, and, and this like this, it's going to sound like a joke. It's not a joke. I actually want to talk about your mom. Because okay. your mom is one of the most loving people I've never met. Okay, I will. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> we, we've I've encountered her a couple times on uh, on social media, and like how this all kind of started was last week. Father Anthony shared a joke that was really dumb on this show. Okay, and it didn't go well. So he thought that he should also share it on his other podcast, Clerically Speaking, mm -hmm. where it also didn't go did not go well. Okay, so. In the spirit of, it was just kind of a, a, that part was fine. He and I had a couple inside jokes about it later. So I was like, I want to do a silly kind of child joke, dad joke, right? So 
everybody was asking about who the GOAT was because LeBron James just won his his fourth championship and, and Tom Brady yeah, is playing eight. well yeah. and then and then he didn't play well. You know, like so everybody's like, okay, and, uh, uh, what's his name? Nadal just tied Federer. There was a lot of greatest of all time mm-hmm. talk this week. So somebody said, who is your favorite GOAT? And I just retweeted it from the Forza Catholic account. And I, I said, Billy, Billy is my favorite oh goat. Oh my gosh. And I, like, it was just being silly. I didn't, I didn't think I'd get a huge laugh, but I figured people would just kind of scroll through and just go, uh, and then move on with their day. Right. Like, uh, and, and your mom responded. She was like, that's really funny. And I was like, wow, like <laughs> she's loving to someone she barely knows. Like she knows that you and I are do stuff together every now and then, but like, I don't think she knows who I am. And she's just, she's just being super, super kind. And then uh, the saga continued the next day when when your brother Tyler he signed this big deal with CAA, which makes me very jealous because I actually I actually uh, uh, studied music industry mm-hmm. when I was in college, and what I was going to do was be an agent. I was going to be a, an agent to represent represent talent because yeah. we all know that I don't have enough. Uh, so I was just going to represent other people, and CAA is the biggest in the world. And I, and I was like, I wanted to to work there and like you know the the tv show entourage while yeah. it may not be catholic appropriate uh kind of followed that life it was very intriguing to me and it was kind of based around a fake version of caa mm-hmm. well uh your mom was you know very just very supportive she's like i'm so proud of 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 tyler and 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 his wife and uh and then his wife responded and she said i love you to your mom mm-hmm. and then your mom responded i love you too beautiful and i'm just like She's so nice. She's so nice and loving. She is. And it's 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 unbelievable. And I was I was uh, I, there there were a couple of quotes that I, I saw. One was from First uh, John, chapter four, verse twenty, and it, it kind of hit me this week. It says, "Those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love a God whom they have seen." That was the first quote, and the second one was uh, uh, a, a friend of mine on what's, uh, The Living Person on Instagram. He said, be the reason someone believes in the goodness of God today. Hmm. And I think hearing those two quotes and seeing your mom being so loving to like people she knows very well, y- your brother and his wife, and me, who she barely knows at all, and like both of those things like honestly made my day. Like it's been a rough week for me. I haven't been feeling well. Everybody knows that I don't suffer well. When I'm not feeling good, Everything is bad and the world is falling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like seeing that and seeing those two quotes, it was like, I was, I, I, it, it was kind of like, I read the quotes and I was kind of convicted. Like, I don't think I've been the reason somebody saw the goodness of God for a lot of days recently. And if I'm not loving the people around me, how, how that I can see, how am I loving God well? And so I was kind of convicted by that. But then I was kind of like inspired by your mom just being loving literally all the time and i know that like everybody says that about other people's moms and it's like oh yeah well she was mean to me once it's like i know i know that she's a person right yeah but it just kind of all tied in together so what are your thoughts i I talked about your mom and now i want to give you a chance to to rebut uh my mom's very sweet very kind very good at loving uh certainly not without her flaws but there are not many of them and loving is definitely not one of them. She is just unbelievable. She loves well. She says what she means. She means what she says. And I, that's where I get that from. Like I, I'm very affirming of people. Um, and, and some people are like, oh, like you say that to everyone. Like, you're so nice to everyone. I'm like, no, nah, like if I say it, I mean it. And I got that from her. Uh, so even if she doesn't know you, 
she likes you. She'll talk to me about Taylor and your tweets. And so, you know, she doesn't follow too many people on Twitter. I don't think that she cares about her follow follower ratio. She just doesn't like a lot of garbage <laughs> on her timeline. And so uh, if you, if she follows you, she'll read your stuff. And if she comments on it, it's, it's coming from the heart. So yeah, she's awesome. I love that you made that about you. <laughs> well, I'm saying, I'm saying that if any of that is good, true about me, it all came from her. That's good. There you go. I was just allowing you to fix that because boy, you made that about yourself really quick. <laughs> right, dude. So people are here for. Yeah, for We're sure. not here for John's mom. Right, they actually are. <laughs> they actually, yeah, that's that's for sure. We've been talking recently, like like every comment and every review has all been like. I had one of the people who's like one of the most avid listeners of the show essentially tell me that if uh, Liv or Allison ever left, they'd never listen again. And I'm like, again. I, I don't have the talent. I'm just good at collecting the talent, which is why I should have went and worked at CAA. It's not too late, man. Life is <laughs> life is uh, life is short. Chase your dreams, Taylor. I this this is my dream, John. <laughs> That's oh. the problem. <laughs> run faster. <laughs> run faster. I pulled my hamstring. I can't run anymore. Oh man. But uh, like the the thing is, like I I think that like the whole idea of like be the reason somebody believes in the goodness of God today. Like it's pretty similar to like, like all I want to do, like my whole life's goal is to bring the joy of the gospel to people, like bring people joy, bring people the gospel and hopefully combine those two things every now and then. Right. And I was just like, I think recently, and I, and I was thinking about it. I was like, there are a couple of moments that I can like, you know, like you do it on the same thing, like on, on your stream, right? Like people will come in, you're having a good time. Somebody comes in, they're, they're struggling. And you'll try to be a light for them, yeah. right? So that, and there have been a couple of times for me, like on my stream or, or just hanging out or like uh, in football coaching or whatever. But I think a, lo a lot of times also I've been like, I, ha I specifically haven't been, I've either been like, added to the darkness of somebody's day. Cause I was grumpy and I, you know, shared that grumpiness with somebody else. Right. And, and I wasn't like, I, I absolutely had opportunities to share the goodness of God with somebody. And I didn't, and I might have made it worse. <laughs> so yeah. it was just, it was just kind of, it's just kind of a call to action to me. Um, and I think I kind of wanted to share that with with everybody listening because I was like, this, this is like, literally like that's my goal in life, and I haven't been doing it well the last week or so. So I, that, that's the challenge for me this week, and I hope that I can share that challenge um, with you guys. And and if 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 you are like me, and like. Love, loving God and loving neighbor hasn't been going as well as you would like it to. Like, I think concretely starting by loving those around you will help your spiritual life. Like loving those that you can see will help love the one that you can't see in God. Yeah, I love that, Taylor. Stop being Frodo and start being Samwise. What does that mean? Frodo is the most annoying character ever. I know Tia Tolkien will disagree with me on that. Um, but you know, just constantly getting into trouble and like, um, so making other people sad around me. And then you got, then you got Samwise, the best friend who's bringing everybody cheer and laughter and joy. And he's putting the team on his back and carrying them to the finish line. Be Samwise, dude. I am the Frodo of the show and you are Samwise. No, no, no. You're, you're very often Samwise. And then you're very aware <laughs> that when you're not, and that's what's happening right now. I think, uh, does it switch by how we act? Or by how much weight we have lost earlier. Is the skinnier one always Frodo? Yes. So we've, we've switched a few times. But I, I don't feel like Frodo today. I, I, yeah. Uh, in actions, you are Samwise today. But I 
by body M. Sam was today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Continue the conversation. If you haven't checked out all of our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Forte Catholic, then you're missing out. Not only do we have uh, full episodes of this great show that you are currently watching, and uh, the great quote comes from my mom. I don't know if anybody else has ever said it, but someone has, so it's not a lie. Uh, but we have other great other great videos as well, uh, talks and uh, random clips and all sorts of things. So if you haven't gone and checked it out yet, YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic. I've got a new talk about fire. You should go check out YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, and that is a distracted John Blevins. I tried to get to look at me all while we were starting this segment, and he still hasn't looked at me. Hey, there's your beautiful eyes, Jonathan Charles. How oh, my you? friend. I've got three screens now in front of me. It's very tough to look at one. I would completely agree with you. If I was on only one of those screens, I think most people would try to look at one of the other two as well. Uh, not with those beautiful <laughs> blue eyes you got going there. YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic. Uh, so we've been talking about your family essentially this whole time, right? We talked about how loving your mom is. We talked about some of the success your brother has. And uh, for those that don't know, your brother, Tyler, is is one of the most famous is the most famous video game player of all time. He's mm-hmm. a, a streamer, and he just signed this big deal. And and so he is he is a big deal. The uh, a few weeks ago, you and I play Pokemon together. Uh, my wife plays, my son plays. Anybody that, who's been listening to the show for a while knows that we all play Pokemon Go, and we love playing it. Well, there's this cool feature where you can do like these big rat battles together, and you can invite people who are friends in the app. So even though you live really far away. You can invite, like, and you have invited myself, my son, my wife to do a raid with you. And we've done a dozen of them together, yeah. right? It's just a cool way for us to, to stay connected and to do stuff together. It's really sweet. So you said, hey, do y'all want to do a raid with me? I'm like, absolutely. All three of us were, were here. We popped in. And then you texted me something to the effect of like, tell your son that, that Tyler's playing with us. And we looked down and sure enough, we see ninja's name on on the pokemon app and it's like it was this it was this moment where i'm as a as as a person i'm like this is really cool but i'm like i'm connected with you enough that like it wasn't like oh my gosh this is crazy but i'm like this is really neat to like because i I think about like a lot of people think of of streamers kind of as like athletes right and i can remember being my son's age, being seven years old, and meeting my my idols, Hakeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler, these guys who won championships uh, for, for the Houston Rockets in the 90s. I got to, like, meet them. I, as they were running out, I got to look up at them. They, they, they shook my hand, pat my head, you know, like all these little things when I was a little six, seven-year-old kid. And I'm like, essentially, like, your brother's more famous than those people were, like, which is, which is crazy. And so, like, you're like, hey, tell your son. It'd be, just be really cool moment right so i tell my son he has zero idea what i'm talking about doesn't know (laughs) doesn't know who your brother is um i I tell my wife i'm like hey sam like tyler's playing with us ninjas and she's like who who is tyler (laughs) and i said ninja and she's like oh 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 i didn't know that he was tyler and i'm so like what what you thought and what i thought was going to be a really cool moment in my household yeah was a really cool moment just not for the reason we thought. Because the reason my seven-year-old could not think about anything else was that 
we were fighting and catching his first Articuno. So I kept telling him, Tyler is playing with us. Ninja is playing with us. And he's like, we're catching my first Articuno. <laughs> like that's It's all he cared about, right? And some could argue that maybe, possibly, Articuno is more famous than your brother. But either way, yeah. I, I found it really odd as I was, like, I sat back later in the day and I was thinking about it. It was like, we, we just played with one of the most famous people alive. And no one realizes what, no one in my house realizes what yeah. just happened, right? And I was thinking about this whole idea of like objectivity and subjectivity. It's been on my mind recently. I did an episode on it a few weeks ago about essentially objective or subjective holiness, right? If you didn't listen to it, it's the last episode with Allison Sullivan, like 206 or something like that. I don't know, figure it out. And, uh, and I started thinking about how like objectively, your brother Tyler is the most famous person in the Blevins household subjectively my entire family other than me has no idea who he is but all five of us know who you are and love you and have a ton of respect for you and like they have said hello to you like they know who you are i wear your hat all the time they think it's me but it's still you know like, it's still, <laughs> like and I, I just found it fascinating that you subjectively are the most famous, the coolest, and the best Blevins in the Shrole household. It is right and just. <laughs> You're like, this is the redemption I've been looking for for years. <laughs> no, but it's it is. It's crazy. You never know how other people are going are gonna to react. Like Some people are like, oh my gosh, that's the coolest thing ever. And it's all they talk about. Uh, and other people, like I walk into school at where I'm at, and last year it was all ninja, ninja, ninja. Oh my God. And it was like annoying. Like You're walking in through a, a whole middle school where I work. And they're screaming someone else's name. And it's like, it never really bothered me because it's like, I get it. But it was just annoying. And now you walk by and it's like, Buddha Blevins. I'm like, it's John. John. <laughs> yeah. Blevins. No one in my life calls me that ever. <laughs> Even my chat doesn't call me that. Stop calling me Buddha Blevins. <laughs> like, and, and so it's just, it's just, yeah, it's so weird what some people think is cool and what some don't. But really, we're all just lame. <laughs> and, and like, so the, the thought that I was having is like, in our faith, there's a lot of things that are objective and there are a lot of things that are subjective, right? So like objective things, if you want to be a Catholic, you have to believe that Jesus was one of the three persons of the Trinity. Like you have to believe that he was a person that really lived, that uh, died for your sins and rose again. Like that wasn't a farce. Like he actually rose from the dead. Like there are some things that are objective, being pro-life, uh, going to mass on Sundays when it's not when it's not not under pain of mortal sin, like, you know, non-COVID times. You're like, those are things that are not subjective. They are objective things. There are other things in our faith that are subjective, right? So your favorite saint. Who's yours, John? Man, it changes. Uh, if you Probably St. Francis of Assisi, uh, followed closely by uh, Blessed Chiara Badano right now. You're wrong! It's, it's something Mary. that I, it's it's something that I can't say. Like I can't say you're wrong. Like that, that's that's not a thing. Like we can all have our favorite saints, and that is subjective, right? Uh, there there are like your favorite ways to pray. So there's you know there's praise and worship. There's the mass. There's Eucharist adoration. There's silence. There's being not you know uh, appreciating God in nature. There's the rosary. There's there's liturgy of the hours. Like what's your favorite, John? Liturgy of the hours. Why do you like liturgy of the hours? It's structured. I need structure. There's a time to pray in the morning, the afternoon, evening, night. Uh, and it helps me reflect on scripture if I forget to read the Bible throughout the day. 
Liturgy of the Hours is, is one of my favorite as well. I love Eucharistic Adoration. But, like, one of the things that, like, that is a thing that is subjective that a lot of people try to make objective, right? You have to, you have to say the Mass is your favorite way to pray. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I can believe objectively that is the, that the Eucharist and the celebration of the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. But I can have another favorite way to pray, praying with Scripture, Liturgy of the Hours, yeah. or those types of things, right? Like, there are things that you can believe that are objective, but still have subjective opinions on them and where, where you spend your time. Like, obviously, it's a requirement and an objective requirement that you need to go to Mass, obviously, barring COVID. But, like, you still have to go there, but it doesn't have to be your favorite, right? So there's even some things that, even though they are objective, you can still have subjective thoughts about them. Right. Correct. And I, like, I don't like when people try to make things like that, things that are subjective, objective. It's like, oh, you have to pray the rosary to go to heaven. It's like, no, you, you don't. Does it help? A- absolutely. It does. Absolutely. It does. And it's subjective. And a lot of people like I, I, I think where a lot of people come from is like, oh, you have to pray the rosary. You have to do this novena or you have to do this uh, devotion or whatever. Right. They take. They're like, you have to do this in order to get to heaven. It's like, I'm really happy that that, that, that works for you and that it's helpful for you. But that is a subjective thing. And if yeah. you want to make it a, or like promote it as a subjective thing, like essentially all of those things that I listed will help you get to heaven. They will. You might not. Others will enjoy them more than others. But and any kind of prayer is going to, I mean, within reason, within the, within the church's tradition is going to help you grow closer to God and get closer to heaven. But when it comes to favorites and trying to make things objective that are subjective, that's when it's like, ah, come on. I think you're starting to confuse people, which is kind of like what the Pharisees did, right? They're like, you have to wash your hands to get to heaven. It's like, no, I have to wash my hands so I don't get COVID. I don't need to wash my hands to get to heaven. You know, <laughs> I try to tell my kids they have to wash their hands to get to heaven. <laughs> I need to stop doing that or they're going to be struggling. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you can also have objective and subjective things when it comes to parenting your kids, right? Uh, sometimes you have to lie to your kids in order to get the... You have to be objectively wrong to be subjectively oh right. Oh my gosh, now my head hurts. <laughs> Am I the only one that's seen this? Have you seen some of this subjective and objective things? Yeah, I've never let it... I don't know. I've never like like seen it and been like, oh, this is the issue with that. Uh, but of course, as you describe it, I kind of unfollow a lot of those people on Twitter, so I don't maybe see it as much. You know what I mean? As I'm assuming you're talking about Twitter. Like that's where you would, especially in COVID, no. it's been four months since you've really talked to anybody about faith outside of your house <laughs> or online. So like, you know, on Twitter, I see a lot of that. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to wear a scapular. If you don't die with a scapular on, you're not going to heaven. You know, when you live like that, God is just too small. You know, you make God too small. If he fits into, you know, oh, if you do this, you're, you'll, then you'll go there. Like there's, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of good things we can do to go closer to him. Uh, rosary is a great example, something that I want to do more. And for some reason I've never loved, but know that it'd be good for me. So I keep trying. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't see it as much maybe as you do, but I definitely hear you and think that you're right about it. Yeah. Uh, and I, it's not, I mean, it's not just a Twitter thing. Like this has been something that I've seen I, literally everywhere I've been in the church. Like growing up in the in the parish that I worked or that I grew up in, it was like you have to. You know, like I heard you have to wear the scapular, uh, or if you wear a scapular, going right, right right to heaven. And I'm like, what if I'm wearing a scapular while murdering twenty people and then I commit suicide immediately after? It's like, 
I don't think the scapular that, that goes against like our moral code and ethics and God's laws. It's like like we like we have to think about things within reason, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, we're talking about about holiness, and I I just gave this this talk on on essentially becoming a saint and, and being a saint, and uh, I think it was an, I kind of mentioned it in the last segment. This idea of like being challenged by by something that I've seen, and essentially I went to this I went into this talk thinking that I had already had it written. Have you ever gone back to something that you've did, did a long time ago and you're like, oh, I can just, you know, revamp this for, for you know, a new talk or whatever? Yeah. Uh, we, we've all done that part. Have you ever gone back to something and been like, this was really bad? <laughs> no, but that's only because I'm really bad at taking notes. <laughs> so I, I take notes on literally everything. I have notes. I, I, anytime I'm preparing for the show, preparing for the talk, I can type in sainthood and my notes from the last 10 years. Uh, anytime I wrote the word saint or sainthood in my phone, in my, wow, in my like, not... talks, uh, everything. This surprises me. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, I am super neurotic about all that stuff. Hmm. It's, it's why I'm so talented, John. That's right. <laughs> he said laughing. So uh, I, I was giving this talk and I went back to it and I'm like, this was like, I said nothing. I, I said absolutely nothing. It was a talk I gave like five years ago for a confirmation retreat. It was the first talk. And it was one of those things. Like I remember it, like people being like, Oh, that was a good talk. And I think I believed them then. And five years removed. I'm like, I, I didn't say anything. I talked for 20 minutes and said absolutely nothing. Yeah. So I had to rewrite this talk. And again, as I'm going through all these quotes and, and scripture passages and all these things, I'm like, man, I think I put a lot of gray area into my spiritual life. I don't think I'm alone in that either. A saint is is a holy person set apart, someone who is in heaven, right? We just had a new person uh, uh, beatified this week, younger than you and I, which is which is wild. So that was kind of a wake up call. Like, oh my goodness, if I died today, would I be a saint? I, I uh, recognize saint by the church? Absolutely not. There's all this footage of me talking about things, but. Um, Anybody that goes to heaven is a holy person set apart for God. Like anybody that dies is a saint. And I think for me, it's like, I, I put a lot of gray area, like in my own holiness. I'm like, well, I could be better. I could be worse. I've been better. I've been worse. But then as I was writing this talk, like the theme that kept like sticking out to me was how black and white that scenario is. And there were two things. It's like, when I died, I either go to heaven or hell. Like I'm like if I'm going to heaven, it's assumed that I'm going to purgatory first. We're not even getting into that. But ultimately there's two ends. Yep. There's heaven or hell. And that's not a gray area. And I think I live so much of my life in a gray area that doesn't exist in eternity. <laughs> and I and it was this huge eye-opening thing for me where I'm like I need to pick. <laughs> I need to pick today, each day, each minute if I have to. Am I going to live a saintly life like your mom or am I going to live a not saintly life like I've been doing? <laughs> you know, like that's like looking at the future, looking way at the past before Earth was even created. There were there were these angels, these celestial beings. Michael literally said, I will serve. Satan said, I will not serve. Black and white. There was no gray area. There was nobody that was like, can I have a house in between heaven and hell? Like that, that wasn't a thing. It's like you had to make a choice. And I think especially during during 2020, during COVID, I think even a little before that, I, I was getting by on just being like, all right. And in that gray area. And this was a huge wake up call for me. Like, hey, buddy, you're in a gray area and that doesn't work for anybody. Uh, 
you need to make a decision. So make a decision, Taylor. Uh, I'm making the decision today that uh, this show is now called Forte Heathen, and I'm deciding to live not for God. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> uh, and, and it's it's hard, man. I've tried. Like I, I've been struggling with this all week, and like I. I mean, for those who listen to your podcast, you can say you've been struggling with it for like two years. <laughs> Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm not being mean. Like, I feel like I feel like every time we hang out, there's there's this realization that you have where you're like, I'm a bad person and I need to be better. And it's like, well, then do it. Okay, John. <laughs> so what are you going to do, bro? What's your plan? I, I don't know. We'll I don't him. know. <laughs> call him. See if he answers. <laughs> Put him on speaker. <laughs> you're absolutely right, though. But yeah, we got to we gotta do it, bro. I'm with you. Well, maybe next week we can come up with a plan because I got nothing. I'm like, I, I think, but I think real, like real takeaways is like kind of takeaway from like the first segment. It's like I need to love the people around me. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's so often. I was thinking about this earlier. Like anytime I have any doubt in myself or in God, it's not. I do not doubt Catholicism. I don't doubt the church's teachings. That's not where like my struggles and faith are sure it's like is god real right like that and, and like the answer is yes but there are times where i'm like what what is this even all about and i think a lot of people have been there especially recently yeah but also like uh like does will my prayers be answered does my prayer work like what i struggle with is the invisible things god prayer effectiveness of prayer like those those sorts of things and like uh, like again, I think the whole objective subjective thing. Objectively, I know the answers to those questions. Like mm. intellectually, I know the answers to those questions. Prayer works, and like I like I myself have proof that it has worked in the past, but recently I don't. Right. So subjectively, I'm starting to be like, oh man, like does does this work? And it's like, I think when it comes to making the decision, I need to love the things that I can see and do the things that God has asked me to do that I can see. And focus on those. Well, like that, that that doesn't negate praying and all of those things, right? But I think my focus needs to be if if I need to love God, kind of like it said in First John, it's like I need to love those people. And like two things: one, in loving people, I'm loving the God in them, and loving them is going to help me to love God that I, that I can't see, right? Um. So loving people and then also doing like continually and uh, more consistently being dedicated to prayer, even if I don't see its effects. I think that's the biggest struggle that I've been having is like, I've actually had desires to pray recently and I've, and I've, and I've done it, but still like, what was the effect of that either in my life or in praying for other people? What was the effect? And I think just continuing to do it even through my doubts like that's what faith is <laughs> like, you know, like literally faith is the evidence of things not seen, which is all the things that I just listed. Yeah. Um, so I think those are my two takeaways, Jonathan. Well, it's beautiful as always, my friend, you inspire me. Uh, you know, it, it, I wish I could inspire me more. You Good could. Lord. <laughs> well, you know, the thing, the thing that, that comes to mind and it's something I think you and I are very similar spiritually often. Uh, I hear father Harrison talk about it all the time. And so it's been on my heart lately. It's been on my heart throughout this whole last year of ministry. It's my 12th year. I'm tired. Um, you know, it's 
a lot of times it's similar parish drama and, you know, you just want to do ministry, but you get caught up in, in the, a couple people complaining and that kind of affects your prayer life. And it's just this big circle. Um, but the whole, like the noonday devil, uh, Asadia, 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 uh, man, that's like that spiritual mental sloth that Father Harrison talks about all the time. I feel like that's probably been my biggest issue in the last few years. Uh, and it's just this like spiritual apathy. Uh, and man, if I like when I'm not living in that and I'm doing daily mass and I'm doing liturgy of the hours, like my I'm an infinitely better person. Um, so I, I'm not trying to diagnose you, but I would say that's been, I think that's been one of the biggest problems, especially with COVID, uh, is, is just people being like spiritually just lazy, like sloth at the Asadia word. Yeah, it's crazy. And there's a lot of good writings about it. Harrison talks about it a ton. Yeah, he does. <laughs> the first so thing that it, pops it, up in, on Google is Asedia, the lost name for the emotion everyone is feeling right now. <laughs> <laughs> August 26, 2020. It's true. Abs- absolutely. So yeah, this, like I, I've heard him talk about that. If if you just search in your in your podcast, wherever you're listening to, to the podcast, search clerically speaking in Acedia, A-C-E-D-I-A, you'll find they've done, I think, a cut like two specific episodes on it, and, they, and then they talk about it a lot. So go ahead and subscribe there, but also specifically look for those episodes. Uh they were they were really helpful to me and like you know, uh, for my whole life, I was like, I think I'm just lazy. And I'm like, no, I think it's acedia, you know? Yeah. So I have acid reflux and acedia. There's so much acid <laughs> both in my body, physically and spiritually. And uh, I love how, like, you continued to say uh, that they're, like, we're just in this circle over and over again. And all I can think about is that 2020 and our spiritual lives have been the circle of strife. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> It affects us all. <laughs> I just watched Lion King with my kids. Lion King one and a half, one of the best movies ever. The show comes out once a week, but contrary to popular belief, I'm alive the rest of the week. If you'd like to connect with me then, uh, you can do so on social media at Taylor Schroll, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We just hit 5,000 followers on Instagram. Thank you guys. That was a lot of fun. Uh, And also at Forte Catholic on Twitter. And if you want to uh, see this beautiful face, he said without any sarcasm, uh, I play video games throughout the week. Twitch.tv slash Forte Cat. Uh, Give a follow over there and you'll be notified when I go live. Come hang out with me while I uh, play video games and yell into a microphone. the Catholic. I'm Taylor Stroll. That is Jonathan Charles. And we're having we're having a good day today. We're getting into some real stuff. We started with some pretty silly stuff. We got into some real stuff. And now I really, really, really want to get back to the silly stuff. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it silly if I know what you're going to talk about. So we're talking politics. Okay. All right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So um, our good friend, uh, Mr. Airbud. You remember Mr. Airbud? Uh, like the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the creepy the clown guy? No, no, no. The dog. Wait, was the clown guy? I just remember the dog playing basketball. Yeah, he he was a basketball player. I'm pretty sure the the villain was a clown guy who beat him. Oh, I don't remember that part. You and I have different. See, look, this is how you remember the the bad things and the scary things. I just remember a dog scoring basketballs. It was horrifying. <laughs> well, 
we had different shoutouts. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw this quote. This was this was a tweet from 2012, and I have this thing called Time Hop, where you can look back and see, you know, whatever you posted a year ago, two years ago, three yep. years ago, today, right? And uh, the best the best tweet of 2012. I found it. It's from this person named Famous Crab, which is pretty funny because the uh, one I what crab is famous like Krusty Crab? I think is the f- most famous crab. Yeah. Um, but this tweet got a lot of likes and retweets back in the day, so I think maybe maybe they're right in saying that they're a famous crab. Here's the quote, and I want I want your your. We all know that you're the the king of hot takes. He said sarcastically. Uh, so I want to get your hot take on this. Tim, what what if in Airbud they put the dog in and they didn't win? That coach would feel real stupid. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Yeah, it makes me so happy because it's you know it's one of these. It's not a Disney movie, but it's a Disney style movie. It's for kids, you know, and and the the dog can play basketball. And apparently, there's a clown or something, and he overcomes the clown and becomes the 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 best player on the basketball team. And he hits the ball in with his nose, and the the kid the the very bad basketball team wins the championship. Like you know, typical sports movie, except. Not, uh, there's a dog as the star instead yeah. of some kid, right? <laughs> so, just thinking about like, I, like I'm a coach. I've been a track coach for five years. I just started coaching football. Like, I can't imagine for multiple reasons being like, "All right, Sandy, Sandy the pup, it's time for you to go in." <laughs> you know, like that's such a risk. <laughs> it's a big risk, but in football, it might work especially in six man, which is what we play. There's a lot of spacing on the floor. If you get a quick dog, uh, you could strap the football to it. It won't fumble, you know, but I was thinking about this. And like, the funny thing is, is like, I was thinking about it from the coach's perspective, but also thinking about it from like, what if you, John, like, I know, I know that you weren't the greatest at basketball, but let's say that you were the fifth starter. Like you, 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 there were, you were the fifth best person on the team. You've got your two superstars. You've got your other two support players. And you're there to what rebound? Is that what you were good at? <laughs> I was actually the best player on my team until eighth grade, and then quit for full time soccer. I uh, don't believe you. If yeah. you were the best person on your team, you wouldn't have quit. Uh, that's a story that you might even believe it, John. Oh, you might, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. It's actually. Let me tell me. you the story. If you want to be a jerk, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I went to, to a middle school that that fed into a giant high school, but it was the opposite of the high school I ended up going to, and so I knew no one on the basketball team, and so I quit to do full time soccer. I, Seriously, I, the coach coach begged me to play. I did not play. Uh, we're gonna my have to go back to the tape. Very, on it's this. a wound in my dad's heart still that I quit. <laughs> All right, I don't know your dad. I know your mom. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to start tweeting at your dad. I just figured out who he is, by the way. Yeah, he he still will every once in a while bring it up. Well, don't quit like you quit basketball. I'm like, okay. Oh my god, that's yeah, a wound. Yeah, I was very good, and and a he was wound he for it. both of you apparently. So, and, and I, but but I'm glad I did quit because I was about five nine when I quit and I ended up being six two, and so I was point guard, and then I grew, uh, so it was a, it was for the better. But I was point guard and shot a lot. Well, uh, I'm going to continue with the truth that you were the fifth best person. I well, thought I certainly was wasn't good at rebounding. It. I, th- I, th- I thought I was gonna. I thought I was being generous with fifth. If we're being honest, I thought you wrote the bitch. But you know, whatever. Uh, let's. It doesn't have to be you. Let's say it was Father Anthony. Yeah. He's he's tall and yeah, lanky and uncoordinated. So he he. Let's say he's the fifth best person on the team, yeah. right? Imagine being benched. Like your coach comes to talk to you, Father Anthony, and says, uh, "Little little little son, Anthony, uh, you're gonna you're gonna come off the bench. You're gonna be the sixth man this game. Oh, uh, who's gonna start?" Uh, uh, 
Rover is going to start the game for us. Yeah. Like, imagine being a kid on the bench and being like, that dog is getting more playing time than I am. That's just rough. Never. never <laughs> I didn't even mean to make that joke. <laughs> I'm so much funnier when I don't try. You that are. was hilarious. Um, that would never oh, happen man. in 2020, by the way. Uh, the dog? Yeah, equal playing time, kids. Nah, no. I, I don't know, dude. I, I think I think we're gonna. Have why are we talking about a soon. dog playing basketball again? Where are you going with dogs? This? Dogs can't get COVID. Where are you going with this? What do you mean? Where am I going with this? Okay, so so a dog goes in. You feel bad about it. What, what, where are you going, Taylor? Okay, so you feel bad about it. You're you're this you're this fifth player. Father Anthony's his fifth player. Yeah. How much of a failure do you feel like when when a dog is playing? I would in front of. I'd you? give half of my bank account to have your imagination. Because I can't even wrap my head around this feeling because it's impossible. It's, it was a fake movie. Can I? Can I train you for half of that money? Yeah, I like, will train. Yeah. I will train you in imagination if you give this me is, half your. This bank is account. wild. Okay, so okay, so I'd feel very upset, but it's impossible. It's not a, you. <laughs> I, I called you a child earlier, and now you're the opposite of like you're the villain in the children's books. Oh, you have no more imagination. You can't go to Wonderland or whatever. <laughs> He used to be Peter Pan's best friend, but now he can't go to Neverland because he doesn't believe. Um, so, like, imagine, like, think. I, I was thinking about it as a coach, but then also just like, like the the, pos- the almost failure that that coach would have had. Like, if they lose, he's done. Like, he will never coach again. Right. And then thinking about the failure of the kid sitting on the bench, or like, you know, you were the best player, you you dreamed forever of hitting the hitting the game winning shot and instead the dog takes it. Like there's just like it's supposed to be the story of like oh the dog's great but really if you look at it from a human perspective as an adult everyone in that room is sad except for the dog. And the dog doesn't even understand what's going on. So literally no one's happy <laughs> and everyone's cheering. <laughs> so I I was thinking about failure. I I brought it up a few weeks ago. I like part, I talk for a living as I stutter over my words. Fantastic, Taylor. I talk for a living, both on the show and I used to travel around the country and, and speak and lead worship and those sorts of things. All that's been canceled. I mentioned it briefly a few weeks ago, but I, I did a, a talk here locally after being off my game for six months. Like I hadn't given a talk in person. I went and gave this talk and it was terrible, John. It was, it was Uh-oh. bad. I was, I was lost. I was trying to make all these points. There was no interaction with the con- with the congregation. Like it was really bad. Yeah. And I-, I started thinking about like, okay, I failed at it. That's fine. I've given a bad talk before, but usually when I gave a bad talk, it's like, I was a youth minister and I gave a bad talk on Sunday. Oh, you, you know what? I'm gonna work really hard. And just give a bomb talk on Wednesday. And that's usually what I did. I Like, if you're extra motivated, usually you're going to knock things out of the park, right? Well, uh, you know, or, or if you're a base, I was thinking about baseball players. You know, you strike out, an hour later you get another try. Unless you, like, you strike out and that ended the series in the playoffs. And now you have to be the person that struck out at the end. Uh, you know, there was, there was a pitcher that gave up a home run. Two years in a row, Aroldis Chapman for the Yankees. He gave up the game-winning home run this year to end the Yankee season and last year to end the Yankee season. So two seasons in a row, he has to sit with being the guy that ended their their season, right? And I was thinking about, okay, my next talk in person is in 2021. 
I have I don't have a chance to redeem myself on this bad talk that I gave because and I, it makes the failure sting even more that like I I can't I can't make it right because I'm not giving a talk for months. Yeah. So you yeah. So the talk you not being able to give the talk is like being replaced by a dog. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should take a break That's from my- talks. <laughs> that's my that that's my fear. That's my fear is that a dog is gonna get the next gig instead of me. <laughs> and it might in twenty twenty. You never know, dude. Uh, so he, here's here was kind of thing. Like obviously it's it's all kind of silly, but I was thinking about like like just personal personal failures, right? Like every time we said it's a personal failure, and I was thinking like, okay, if I gave a bad talk and then I gave a good talk. Like, I feel like I'm back because I think overall I'm a good speaker, right? But I give a bad talk. I need to give another good one and then I'll feel better about myself. But it's like, what about habitual sin? We all have an, a, a habitual sin that we all go to, right? Let, 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 let's let's say it's cursing, take, taking the Lord's name in vain because we all know that I've never done that. Never. Um, but like, I think having the opportunity to curse or to take the Lord's name in vain, I... It, 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 we're not going to play pretend anymore. I have a problem with this. <laughs> I curse too much and I take the Lord's name in vain. Right. And it's not like talks for me. Cause I, I, I think I'm good at giving talks. I think I'm bad at using at cussing and using the Lord's name in vain too much. Yeah. Right. Uh, if there's an opportunity to curse and I don't do it, it's not like I feel like, Oh, I'm a great person now. Like I right. did it. I did it one time. It has to be a, a pretty continual thing. Because I have to change this mindset from I'm a person who curses to a person who doesn't. Right. And I've gone through that multiple times in my life. I was a person who cursed, and then I was a person who wasn't, and then I was a person who cursed, and then I was a person who wasn't. And I've gone through this multiple times mm-hmm. in my life. And I think it, it's one of those things. It's like, at what point do I no longer feel like a failure? Like, at what point? How, how many times does it take for me to not curse in opportunities that I have to curse before I feel like I'm not a failure? Does that right. make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. If I was Father Anthony, I would tell you to simply stop cursing. <laughs> yeah, because that's super easy. Simply stop. What, what great pastoral advice. I tell my wife that all the time. I'm like, you do, she's like, how do you I just stop? Just stop swearing. <laughs> I can't. I can't. But I, I think for me and for any habitual sin, it's did I get further than I did last time? Right. People talk about this with, with pornography. They talk about it with cursing. They talk about it with with whatever, where it's like, okay. Yes, I still struggle with this with this sin, but how long has it been since I last cursed? Can I go a day? Can I go? Right. Oh, can I go an hour? <laughs> can I go a day? <laughs> can, can I go, I go one th- siege game? <laughs> no way! No way! <laughs> well, see now no that's way. the thing, Taylor. Now, now th- then, then you got to re- start removing things in your life that cause you to swear. So that could you know be what siege. you know what's going to happen <laughs> is my my place on my siege team. Uh, I'm going to be replaced by a dog. <laughs> full circle full circle and then my day is going to be ruined so I, I have a lot of challenges for myself this week i hope that you guys got something out of it i hope you smiled a little bit but also are somewhat encouraged to grow in holiness john thanks for being here today i'm simply gonna stop sinning thanks taylor for the inspiration <laughs> well i'm so proud of you we'll check in next month on how that's been can't going. wait i'll be back next week say it appreciate today's show which why would you have gotten this far if you didn't like if you are if you don't like me and you're hate listening to a podcast why are you still listening at this point that'd be rough so i'm assuming that if you're hearing this 
you liked something about today, it doesn't have to be me. It could have been John. Whatever. If you would like to continue the, to support the work of Forte Catholic and also help feed my children, they're looking quite sickly today. I, that's a joke, but I, I thought it was funny. Uh, you can go support the mission of Forte Catholic. We are a full nonprofit organization. What's the website? ForteCatholic.com slash donate. Do that, and maybe I'll be smarter one day. Love you.